Welcome to Motorsport Coaching, the podcast for racers with racers. Miss Motivate can help get you to the next level. Every episode, she talks to the best racers of today and those that can get you there. She'll help you get better. Racing new. At fitness, nutrition, sports psychology, sponsorship, social media, public relations, and media training. Connect with Miss Motivate at motivatetraining.com.au. That's M O T I V, the number eight, training.com.au. And now, to help get you to the next level, Miss Motivate herself, Belinda Risley. Well, welcome to the show, Nick. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Very excited to hear all about you and what does, what do you do? What does Traction Media do? Uh, so, Traction Media, I'll start from the beginning, really. Like, Traction Media, I, I started that as a uh, photography uh, business um, probably seven years ago, six, seven years ago. Um, from there, it, it evolved from getting a lot of questions from drivers and teams about sponsorship and marketing and getting help in that regards and I was kind of not interested at the beginning and then I kept getting questions and questions and um, from there I evolved into motorsport management and and sponsorship and marketing and uh, it, it really has taken off and gone to another level that I didn't expect within a, a, a year. So it, it's crazy and how much people need services like what we offer. Fantastic. And how, how did you get into motorsport? Did you used to compete yourself or is it something that you just always um, liked from the sideline? Motorsport, I've been around since I was a kid. Um, my dad would take me to events and whatnot and then I I started getting into photography and um, I never really clicked with any other photography besides motorsport photography and from there I just went to events on every weekend and kept practicing and training my skills and this is while I was, all, I was in the army still and I, I evolved it from there and um, got to shoot overseas uh, with in China and Europe, um, done some stuff for mag- magazines in America. And I got to a point where I, I, uh, I was looking at starting a family and that travel takes its toll on family life. So I decided to evolve traction media into what it is now, in the marketing and motorsport management. So, yeah. And is that your background? So where have you come from? So my background is I've had a strong military background in um, communications and administration through um, the Australian Army. Um, did a lot of I did a degree in um, communications and um, a lot of stuff to do with, I guess, uh, networking and whatnot there. And then I I went on to towards the end of my career went on to do some uh, an ad- admin role to uh, um, I guess management of um, uh, soldiers and whatnot in that regard and. A lot of my management skills have come from that role in a very strict environment, uh, managing soldiers where it can be life and death. And 
I, I tried to take some of that into my business as well, where it's a, I guess a no, no bullshit um, situation. I don't, I, I tell how it is because it, you start to feather it off and make it all fairy, then it, you're not getting your point across. Cool. And so currently you're doing motorsport photography as well as the um, marketing side of things. What one do you prefer? I always, I always love photography because it's a kind of an outlet for me. But yeah. recently I, I've been really enjoying doing the management side of things, um, getting involved in helping drivers make something of their career where before they were very stuck in a rut and they didn't know how to market themselves and let the world know who they were. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I find my photography helps from that because I can go to the track and be a manager and whatnot and I can go out there, take my camera there and shoot content for them for their websites and for social media, which makes it a lot easier on them. Yeah. Fantastic. It's good to have some multi-skills <laughs> available to <laughs> drivers. So, yeah, how important is um, good photography for promotion of a driver? Um, you were mentioning there the social media accounts, um, sponsorship proposals. Uh, good photography is always key. Photography and video, really. Like, the world is evolving now and video is becoming more dominant in the uh, social media market and um, website market as well because it's all interactive in the websites. Um, but having good video and photography complements a look that the drivers should be going for. So it's all presentation. So look professionally in your professional photo. Um, you look at like the top drivers and you look at their websites and the teams and their websites. It's all professionally done. There's no um, thing, nothing out of place. Um, and how important do you think, I've always asked this question, is a website for a motorsport competitor? A website is, I think, is very important because it's a business card. It tells people who you are. Um, I always say to my drivers um, when they come and see me, I say, look, a website is key because when you're pitching to a sponsor, the sponsor will go and do the Google search and they want to see a website because that website is a way of branding yourself and branding for the uh, sponsor as well. Yeah, and so you mentioned about doing video and the importance of video. Um, does TrackTune Media do video services? We have the ability to subcontract out and do video. <laughs> and what kind of content should they be putting out, do you recommend, with the videos? With the videos, um, you want to stick around 60 seconds and try and tell a story. So, for example... Uh, a race weekend, you tell the story of, through the practice, qualifying and then races, and you keep that into 60 seconds with maybe a little bit of um, uh, music overlay or um, uh, someone, a commentator talking about the driver that is in question and just so that there is a, a bit of a story building up to lead into the, uh, I guess, into the season and into the next race. Awesome. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, and so um, a little bit more about track to media. That is a mouthful, can I just tell you, for me? Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> Coming off my bronchitis, I'm like, it's so hard to say. Um, tell us a little bit more about the services that you offer um, to competitors. So we... 
at the beginning, we try to offer drivers a service that will get them noticed, so it builds their portfolio, builds them as a personality instead of just a driver. Because at the end of the day, the driver has to be willing to work for those sponsors because sponsorship is not just a sticker on a car anymore. It's you you have to, you're an employee essentially of that sponsor because they're paying you to do something for their business. And so what we do at Traction Media is to build that relationship between the driver and potential sponsors and get them working together to, I guess, build an image that both um, the sponsor and driver uh, can perform at. Fantastic. And what do you think is one of the best parts of your job? One of the best parts? Um, probably the travel and getting out to uh, the racetrack. I love going to the racetrack. Um, there's always something interesting to, to see out there. Um, I, I went out to V8 Supercars at Queensland Raceway this weekend and people give the, the super youths a hard time, but I found them really interesting because it was so it was door-to-door racing. Even though I was a little bit slower than normal, it was interesting. And a lot of people don't really understand that side of things. They just want to see carnage, which it was carnage. It was. <laughs> yes, there was a lot of it. Um, but, yeah, that's my, probably my favourite part is the travel and getting out of the track and, and seeing drivers do what they do. And you've already mentioned a few, but what are some of the challenges that you face in your role? The challenges is um, getting, I guess, getting teams and drivers to understand that they might think they can do what they want to achieve in getting a sponsor, but at the end of the day, they need someone to help them because they need to focus on their driving. And what I'm there to do is to allow them to have fun and focus on the driving, where a lot of them just they don't understand that they need that person in their life because they feel that they can do it themselves. So getting across to them that, yes, I'm here to help you is a big thing. And what are some of those strategies that you've implemented to get that that point across? So um, a lot of it is all, uh, I guess, figures and numbers to tell them this is – what a, a driver with a manager can achieve and this is what you are achieving. So you compare them to someone who's got a manager and to someone to themselves who doesn't have a manager and show them that with this with these improvements they can achieve a, a goal at the end with either getting sponsors or getting into a full series race, um, getting a pro drive, a lot of, a lot of different things because... I find that this day and age, there's very little pro drives around. It's all, I like to say, gentleman driver. Like, even though you may consider yourself a pro, you're still paying for a seat in a race car. So you've got to try and you've got a budget for that. And a lot of people don't know how to budget for that. And do you have some recommendations on how people can budget? I think with the budgeting side of things, it's it's always key at the start of the season to, well, even 
end of last season to start looking at um, what your costs are, like your flights, your meals for your team, accommodation, those little things that people seem to forget in their budget um, and then then work out, okay, I need this round going to cost me $22,000, break that down into what the costs are, like your tyre bill um, and things like that and factor in and what if I have a, a, a shunt and then I have to pay a, a, an excess on insurance and stuff. You need to understand that what if factor as well. Because if you don't look at that factor and it comes up and you, you, you're going to stress out. And do you also assist um, drivers with their sponsors doing their activations? Most definitely. We, um, I, I get out there and a lot of the sponsorship stuff, I, I, I walk them through and I do the marketing for them. So I, I offer my services not only to the driver but to the sponsor as well because it adds, adds more value to what the driver is offering because otherwise it's just the driver that's offering a certain amount of services where if we work as a team, we can offer more services and get a, a pitch across the line and get more, more money possibly or, or um, I guess, parts and other things for the, for the driver. And Nick, you mentioned that you worked overseas with the photography side of the business. Um, when you're there, have you noticed that sponsorship of cars, of drivers, um, just the overall event is very different to in, in Australia? Oh, overseas is very different to Australia. I, I find in Europe particularly it was very a very smooth run organisation. Um, like with Blancpain and um, Super Trofeo, um, the Le Mans series, and even VLN, which is just an Evergreen uh, race. Um, every car is well presented and they all have a team which has a marketing manager and the drivers have, and most of the drivers that are racing, even the gentleman drivers have some form of a manager to help them uh, achieve a goal um, and I think in Australia we we kind of lacking behind with um, self-promotion and um, understanding that social media is a big platform for marketing yourself now and it's underutilised in Australia whereas you go overseas and I look at the um, some of the Audi um, factory drivers, even their factory driver, so they don't have to worry about much. But their social media is always on point, so that they they have someone write all their posts for them. They don't write them, and things like that, because it all it all comes into how you present on social media. Because people will look at that, and if it's negative, they won't like the post. And if it has some kind of derogative um, undertone to it it, it, it it doesn't come across very nice and people won't um, like it or share it or comment on it. If they do comment, that will probably be a negative comment and it's something you don't want to see. And um, looking at that at the international standard, this is where Australia needs to pick up the game a little bit and even with events, um, support for the drivers and getting them I guess, making superstars out of these drivers, even the younger drivers, because I look at 
like the Formula Four of Australia, and we don't have much open wheel racing here, um, where it's big overseas. And just making those a personality out of those drivers from the category managers as well, because essentially the category managers should be making superstars out of all the drivers in the category um, and helping promote the series and the drivers. So I think there's a little bit of work in Australia to do, um, especially with maybe the flooding of certain categories um, and um, just, I guess, making it a bit easier and looking at what is working and what is not and don't keep funding it and just get rid of it. <laughs> and is that why you encourage um, more drivers to try their hand over in Europe? Most definitely. I, I, even China, I've found, because China is, it's a lot cheaper to race over in China and there's some really good categories over there. Like you've got your Formula Renault and your LMP3 um, series. Um, even the Clio Cup over there is, um, they get fields of 20, 25 cars and you're looking at a good market to in China especially because there's more billionaires over in China than there is anywhere in the world and a lot of these billionaires are looking for drivers to, I guess, have a relationship with because they may not have been able to uh, race themselves but they can back someone that is racing and even if it, you help a driver helps them out and with training as a gentleman driver, it's always ways into uh, a building your career to bigger things in motorsport. Um, Europe, you, you, you're looking at an endless market there. It's, it's not closed off like Australia is. It's, you got oh, what, 30, 40 countries in a small area and they're all different languages, so there's all different variety of events happening. Like they've got NASCAR over there, so they've got the, um, the wheel and NASCAR over there, which is getting a lot of attention as well. And um, it's normally a, an American thing, but it's starting to branch out and people are looking at that as well because it's also a relatively uh, cheap option over there compared to like your Super Trofeos and long pan and stuff like that which can be very expensive and do you already have contacts or relationships with either of those countries services yeah so i have a very good relationship over in germany <coughs> with um within the vln community yep um i also have a lot of uh, publications that i work with over in germany and in england mm -hmm. um I spent last part of last year over there building those relationships further um, by doing a, a bit of VLN and um, uh, some uh, when did some motorbike stuff. So the um, IDM over there, which is the German Superbike Series um, at Hockenheim, I went and did the uh, final round of that at Hockenheim, and um, I think building those relationships internationally will help anyone that wants to seek out my services and go over to Europe and go over to China and it gives them a stepping stone or a foot in the door to go, all right, I know Nick and he can help me get to uh, Super Trofeo or Le Mans series or LNP3 and things like that. There's all stepping stones that drivers can take. And 
do you find it's more expensive um, doing that, going to Europe or going to China, or is it on par? Um, I think China is cheaper, definitely. Um, looking at LMP3, you're looking at probably, um, I think it's roughly around, don't quote me on this, roughly okay. around 200,000 um, Australian to mm -hmm. race for a full season. Which is equivalent to F4 here. Yeah, F4, and it's... And you're getting more cars in the, in the field and more experienced drivers as well because you've got your James Winslow, your Tim Macros, and um, they're, they're going over there and they're racing because it's a lot cheaper and there is more interest over there in regards to, uh, I guess, bigger, bigger names coming on board and sponsors because the Chinese market, even though it's only very new it's been around maybe in a full, full run 15 years compared to the rest of the world which has been around for 100 years in motorsport uh, china is really finding its feet and getting some great series in there like you got your le mans asia uh, blanc pan asia all these asian series coming through and the Chinese tracks are like your Shanghai track. They're world class. You've got your F1 that races there. So they're building facilities to complement the, the styles of uh, categories that are coming there. Uh, as opposed to, uh, sorry, hang on, I'm going to call. <coughs> oh, it's driving me crazy. Um, <laughs> If someone was interested in um, racing overseas, of course they can contact you, which will um, provide your details towards the end. Are there any race resources like websites or Facebook pages you recommend that um, competitors can, can go have a look at? For, for China, I think looking at the – so there's um, FRD Motorsport, which is – runs uh, Formula Renault, LMP3 and the Clio Cup over in China. Um, their website is very good to go look at, um, even though it, it's the grammar translation isn't all there to English because um, they're very uh, pretty new at this this sort of thing. So that um, looking at the website gets you, gets you an idea of what uh, is going on over there. And then you've got your Blanc Pan series, which is um, looking at the Blanc Pan series website, which will give you an insight to what happens in Asia, um, Europe, and America, because they're, they're everywhere now, the Blanc Pan series. Same with uh, um, the Blanc um, series. Um, uh, yeah. And um, you mentioned before about the importance of having a great social media account. Based on those series that you mentioned, um, can you recommend some names of drivers that um, we can go have a look at to, to see what they're doing on social media? I think looking at think, uh, uh, the James Winslow for the one series. One series. Um, looking, uh, at, looking at uh, who else we got? <laughs> Put you on the spot there, sorry. Oh, so you mentioned the Audi drivers? Yes. So is that just the Audi Facebook page or is that? Uh, that would be the Audi uh, motorsport page, I believe. Mm -hmm. so, <laughs> um, 
there's a uh, damn it, I'm on the stop. <laughs> no, that's all right. That's all right. Uh, trying to think. Give me a second. All right, I'll try that. Um, again, looking at uh, going on a Google, Google search is quite easy. You go on there and you look at um, ways of sponsorship, um, motorsport sponsorship in, in Google will come up with a lot of things. You get uh, blogs from the UK, which a lot of them are very good because they're very developed in that sponsorship realm because they go, well, the F1 team's there and understanding the the whole package that goes from GT racing to F1 to your support categories like F2 and and other categories like that, um, these sponsorship uh, blogs are very interesting to read because it tells a different story, which Australia is still catching up on. So always look at what, I guess, look at what overseas drivers are doing and follow their footsteps. Awesome. Um, is there anything else that you want to promote or say? Uh, not really. I think, I think it thanks <laughs> for itself. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. All right. So um, thank you very much, Nick, for your time today. How can people get in contact with you? So they can contact me through uh, Facebook on TrackTune Media or via email at admin at tracktunemedia.com. Fantastic. And the last question, most important question, what is your favourite racetrack in the world? My, my favourite racetrack in the world it has to be the Nordschleifer in Germany. It, I, I've drove the track, I've photographed the track, I've done management of the track. It is the best track in the world, hands down. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, once again, thank you very much for joining me today, Nick. Um, and all those links that Nick's mentioned will be in today's show notes. Well, thank you everyone for listening today. I really hope you enjoyed that. Remember all the show notes with the links and the special mention in today's shows are at motivatetraining.com.au. If you haven't already, I would really appreciate if you could head to iTunes or Stitcher and leave us a review. Each week I will read them out and you can go into the draw to win the prize. Can we do that again? <laughs> Thanks, everyone, for listening. I really hope you enjoyed that and you got some great information about working. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> Well, thanks everyone for listening. I really hope you enjoyed that and you got some great information about racing overseas. Remember all the show notes with the links and the special mention today's show are at motivatetraining.com.au. If you haven't already, I would really appreciate it if you could head to iTunes or Stitcher and leave us a review. Each week I'll read them out and you'll go into the draw to win a prize at the end of this year. If you have any questions or comments, please email us at motivatetraining.com.au or head over to our Facebook page at Motivate Team. Until next time, everyone, take care. Get ready for the race. Do you feel one step closer to being the next superstar behind the wheel? Motivatetraining.com.au for more. M-O-T-I-V, the number eight, training.com.au. The green flag. Every episode gets you one step closer to the checkered flag. The Motorsport Coaching Podcast, getting you to the checkered flag faster.